Welcome back, folks. It's Couchcast number 31. I am Master Torgo. I am Dr. Vlog. 80s Jeff. And special guest. The Incredible Shrinking Manhood. Yes. <laughs> the was... other Jeff. So <laughs> That's what happens when you get into a relationship. What? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Bitter much? <laughs> well, let's see. It has, if anybody has ever watched the show or listened to the Couch Cast, I think they know that I'm going to tend to be a little bitter. Here the, we go. <laughs> it's no surprise to our, our sorry, followers. Really? really? With sorry. the ice machine? <laughs> sorry, I need ice, man. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Be quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> As you can see, this is a very loose Couch Cast this evening. This is freeform theater, folks. Exactly. I need the fuel for the Couch Cast. And this, this is the... Guess the drink that Barry is drinking section of the show. Um, this evening. Hmm. It's a noisy Riga. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, hey Barry, if you want a mojito, there's mojito mix in the uh, refrigerator. I don't make mojitos from a mix, <laughs> but it's all natural. It's such a you drink snob. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me guess, Lafroig. 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 You know what? It's a travesty that you have this in it's your home scorch. and you don't drink it. I want it. Do you drink it? Now I leave that to you. See? All right. That's my oh, job. Why are you, what are you bitching for? If I drank it, that's less for you. I'm not bitching. I'm bitching at you. <laughs> he's he's making an observation, but in a bitchy way. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I want to take this, this moment right now before we say any news to say, oh, my God, I totally have one more turnitis for Tropico 3. In fact, I was, I was kind of late tonight because of it. I was like, all right, just one more thing. I'll build this one more thing. All right, I'll lay out this one more little airport. All right, I'll let, holy crap, it's like 8.30. So this is really built on you because, I mean, you review it for the show later on, but you weren't as excited then as you are now. I don't know, it's it. just fun, man. Because you're just rolling you're with just it. You know, I was, you know I was going to bring this up later in the whole thing, but I want to go around. And what is the most notorious game in your life that has given you one more turnitis? Easy, Civilization. Civilization. One, mm. two, three, or four. Did you see all? <laughs> really? All? No, 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 not all. all. Of the above. I did not play Civ 2. No? No. I did not have a good computer between the time Civ and Civ 3 came out. Now I'm going to have to change my answer because that was, had you know, to have been mine. Um, it ought to be different. In recent years, I'd have no, to say Fallout 3. Because when I first started playing Fallout 3, I would just lose track of time. I'm like, well, you know, I'll go check out the next town. I'll go check out the next town. Let me check out this building. Let me let me see if what's in here. And the next thing I know, it's like 6.30 in the morning, and I'm like, oh, crap. i got to work today. So, I mean, I, that's why I had to put it down when I was unemployed, because uh, if I played it, I would not get up to go do interviews or That is definitely one more turnitis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's the most recent thing I can yeah. think of. Now, one more turnitis, uh, I'm sure all of you out there pretty much know, in case you don't, that is the game turn when you just can't put a game down because you just want to take one more turn then you find out it's the next day and you've lost your job or your girlfriend i i I, I nearly uh i nearly lost a relationship over civilization so it's (laughs) it's really i I have to agree with that one the first one in college i i uh oh yeah i remember that that semester my grades took a dive oh no 
Because, because of Civ? Because it wasn't even my Civ. Someone else installed it on my machine. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't mine? It was my roommate at the time. Installs it on the machine, and he's always on there. And he says, you got to play this game. I was like, well, I need to write a paper. Well, I'm playing this game. And it's, that's pretty much the battle that happened for a while until I played the game, and then no one wrote a paper. But... <laughs> But so, but so, if I had to follow up Civ, I'll have to go with XCOM. Yeah, the XCOM first XCOM was, yeah. uh, was definitely another one turnitis yeah. game. I'm going to go far back to a non non computer game on the PlayStation. Just Final Fantasy VII was the one that ah um, made a very good mastery on me because I started calculating exactly how many hours of sleep I didn't need before the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've actually that. done that. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, well, if I go to bed now, I get seven hours. Like, Negotiating I can, I can go another yourself. hour. Exactly. Like, six I, I hours. Really you know what? I only need four half. hours of sleep. Four hours of sleep. That's it. That's it. That's one of the steps in like overcoming grief. Yeah. <laughs> Bargaining. <laughs> Bargaining. <laughs> Followed by acceptance. Now, there's Janique and uh, Jatem in the house listening to this going, my God, we are amongst I nerds. I have a game, but it's really, really pathetic. No, well, it's go pathetic. ahead. It's Farmville. What? What is it? Facebook. Have you ever played Farmville on Facebook? Farmville? Yes. Oh, you're one of oh, them. I'm a farmer. Are you? Yes. What, uh, okay, what level? Are, are oh my you? god, I'm like the top farmer, right, Jeff? I'm always playing Farmville. Always. And then Fishville, and then Yoville, <laughs> and then Petville. Those, those are the games that I was telling you about. The Facebook games I, that, uh, I love that the, uh, the medical insurance companies wow. got people to fill out surveys and that sent letters to their senators and their congressmen. Right. And you know, uh, to uh, say no to health care reform, and they're getting investigated because of that. The political did power you, of Facebook. Did you all apps. follow that wow. out there? <laughs> it's it's online. You'll find it. Uh, well, didn't EA just acquire some social gaming company for like three million dollars? Uh, not sure. I that think so. A bell. I think that happened. That that EA is starting to enter into the. Social network gaming. Well, line. sometime about six months ago, I remember hearing a story that social, like casual games, uh, were on the rise mm-hmm. so much that uh, they took a chunk out of uh, the market share of regular games. So yeah, they're a big business. Man. You can only play one game at a time. Well, unless you're a professional. Well, I mean, it's the, the Nintendo DS. Uh, you know, the majority of their games are casual games. You know, yeah. a lot of people, especially Paul. Paul plays a lot of casual games on his And some people DS. simply cannot play any other game while they're at work. You can yeah. pick up, like, Bejeweled on Facebook, right. or yeah, look at you, nodding. Yeah, Bejeweled, yeah! yeah. That's all I have to do. I play Farmville, and then Bejeweled, and then I check on my pet, and I check on my fish, and I do check you, on my Do you, um, bakery. work? Let's not say where she works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did, Barry, didn't Deb say she does kind of the same things? Like, just, like, when she doesn't have projects to do, when she'll she doesn't have projects drop to into do the casual sometimes. games? Yeah, she'll drop into one yeah. real quick. Because it's I easy to get out as soon as you need to, yeah, like, exactly. do work. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll... I'll attest to the addictive simplicity of a game called Crush the Castle, which consists of two clicks and launching your trebleshade weapons at castles and destroying them and, and smashing little 8-bit people. Sounds no, fun that to sounds me. like fun. It's like uh, those tower defense games are also addictive. Yeah, oh, it's like yeah. Missile Command meets Monty Python. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Do you get to select what objects you yes, throw uh, at it? Well, you, you upgrade. You start out with simple rocks, and then mm-hmm. you go to medieval bombs. Nice. And, of course, your rocks and bombs get bigger as you go on. I want it to be like in uh, the Medieval Madness, the uh, pinball game, where you can select a chicken, a cow, and other implements to, <laughs> you went to, to launch medieval it. Madness. I wow. did. Well, who doesn't love launching cows? Well, how many of us haven't launched a penguin, right? That huh? damn Flash game where you throw a penguin. 
see how far you can get it to go. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It's it. Yeah. Oh it's, no, no, I fun. know what it is. It's that side scroller. Yeah, 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 yeah. See yeah. how far. Yeah. There's there's it's many uh, iterations stupid. of that. Even that gives you one turn itis. Although I don't know if I'd you know. The smartest marketing move anyone ever did, I think, was Burger King, where they put out a bunch of casual games with their Burger King in them. Then yeah. why didn't they do it again? Because I don't it cost know. money to do that. So it wasn't a good idea. Well, I'm sure it was a good idea. Well, I think they were only selling but, them for like five no, bucks right, a pop, right. if I recall. Some of them sucked. Some? We have all four of them. They, yeah, they gave them, them all to me when I was suck. there. But if you did a tower defense game where instead of towers it was like, I don't know, burgers, I'd be all over it. It's got to be on somebody's flash page, right? It is now. <laughs> well, a lot of the, a lot of the big uh, fast food giants have those little flash games on their websites now. Right. I mean, most of the time, you don't even have to go digging for them. They're, like, right there. It's like, play, blah, 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 and you click on it, and you're... Yeah, well, some of those are, like, play for free forever. Like, Ebony, is anyone aware of this game that's uh-uh. advertised all it the time? used to be advertised on our website. It used to be advertised on our website, no longer. Um, where, and you'll see this on Dig, Delicious, on, on every big site, you'll see ads for Ebony. Play mm-hmm. for free forever, my lord, whatever. Yeah. And it's a oh, chick one. with big tits. Yes. And you go into the game, there's no chicks. No tits. It's just <laughs> so so kind of like it's just real like those life. Budweiser commercials. I open the beer, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you get? You get a skunky beer. <laughs> so what There's... is Ebony anyway? No, that way I don't have to. Well, I talked about this once on a show before. It was a. It's just a building management thing where you're a king or something, and you build up your city and you build up your armies and Yet it you didn't fight other people. Give you one more turn at us. No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. So what you're saying, it was not good. I'm saying it was lame, and it was not unlike chum candy. Ah. Poor game, incredible marketing. Yes, that's the idea. So what's in the news, man? What's yes. in the news? Oh, I want to, um, right. I need to make a uh, quick thing. Make a quick uh, thing. In the bathroom, no. Uh, <laughs> the last podcast uh, that we did, I said that I was going to order Star Trek Online from Walmart. Yes, and I hated do. I said I was gonna hate doing it because it's Walmart. I don't like giving them money, and it was for the skill points. Well, I changed my mind after some careful thought, and I'm instead pre-ordering. Deb and I both pre-ordered from Amazon okay. to get the Borg because if you get skill points in the beginning, it's just it's just like getting a few skill points in WoW. Say, uh, you'll get them ahead of everyone else, but in the end, you'll all have the same skill cap. Right, and you got to play for the end game. Instead, I got the the Borg because it's a bridge officer, and they grow with you. That makes sense. So, and there it is. There's the official recommendation from Barry for Star Trek Online, Amazon. Until I actually beta it, and everything changes. Then you, then you <laughs> think it sucks and stop playing it, and blame Jeff. Put it in the pile of MMOs you hate. That's fine. That's I get blamed for everything else. Pile. <laughs> big pile. <laughs> Remember uh, Anarchy Online? Oh God. Ooh. No. Crap-tastic. Oh, yeah. wait, that was the first-person shooter one, right? Sort of, yeah. It's like kind of like you wanted to be planet side. Yeah, I think I looking. tried it out on a free trial for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about as good. All right, we can All right, what do you got? What do you there got? There we go. What's the news? Uh, this is from Chud. IDW Publishing and Paramount Licensing announced today they are publishing a digital comic exclusive to the iPhone and iPod through the iTunes App Store. It is a short, succinct title of Paranormal Activity, The Search for Katie, a case study by Dr. Joanne Avery's DMN. And it follows one Dr. Avery's as he tries to find out what happened to the character of Katie after the end of Paranormal Activity. I don't see how that's going to get marketed well. That's a mouthful to say. 
It's kind of. It's just essentially it's going to be it's going to be the paranormal activity iPhone comic. Yeah, that's what people are going to refer to it as. I think it's a fun idea. I just wish it wasn't just for the iPhone, but that's going to be lame. No, that's listen to you. Listen, you pass in judgment. The day and age of exclusives, everybody's got to have their you know their little thing that no one else has. Bah. <laughs> you don't like that? Well, no, I'm sorry. We're just we're just all generally uninterested in that story. <laughs> sorry, it's kind of like the iPhone. I, I think it's just better. for my love of that movie. Did you ever? Have you I guys never saw got it? around to seeing. No, that's why. That's why you don't care. Well, you do love the movie, and a lot of people did. And I'm sure if I loved the movie, I would care. However, I hate the iPhone. So uh, I'm almost as excited at this as I was in the comic book Coffin Rock huh? when. Uh, Blair Witch came out. And they put all the comic books on afterwards. Yeah, yeah. That's and, a, and, that's and the Blair obscure. Witch video game. Everyone listening to this yeah. podcast is scratching their head, going, "What?" No, they're not. There's three of them. Three of them that know. I get four. I remember the the Coffin Rock brief comic series after because Coffin Rock was referenced also in the second, uh, much more terrible Blair Witch film. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the second one. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Your fault. It's on the wall. I didn't say it. we didn't own it. I just said I've never watched it. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Now, okay, I'm not going to get into the history of Blair Witch here. No, please don't. Because yeah. I can go on on that. I love Blair Witch. Don't look at me like that. All right. Fearnet just finished up their uh, web series, Fear Clinic, which I caught some of. It was actually pretty good. Okay. It stars Robert England, Kane Hodder, Daniel Harris. Check out our interview if you want to know more. And they're already working on their next project. You're going to love this, Barry. Zombie Roadkill. Nice. What? 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 Thomas Hayden Church, starring in the series as a park ranger who partners with uh, David Dorfman from The Ring to escape from a highway where all the roadkill has resurrected as flesh-eating zombies. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like black sheep. (laughs) Ghost House Pictures is producing the project. Quantum Effects handling the effects. Six episodes length between four and five minutes each. And uh, it's coming not only to FearNet's website, but on-demand channel next spring. Cool. So, mm. Yes. Mm. Zombie Roadkill. How fast will something be after its guts have been flattened? I'll watch it. Question you know proposes. what? I'll watch it. Brian Keene's The Rising touched on this quite a bit and did it well. So it has uh, actually a high bar to fight. Because if you haven't read Brian Keene's The Rising, my God, why are you living? Go do it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Paul Rubens Pee-wee. has dusted off that ill-fitting gray suit. It's performing live in Los Angeles in the coming weeks. Uh, you know, he earned some harsh feelings. He canceled some sold-out sold out shows at a more in- intimate venue to go to someplace bigger, the Nokia Theater at Staples Center. But he's still selling tickets, and he hopes to be selling tickets to the movies. He's talking to MTV, Movies Blog. Rubens says he's finished a script for Pee-wee's Playhouse, The Movie which wouldn't be tied to any of the previous Pee-wee films, but rather launched from the TV series. Quote, it's what? not really the real world, it's Puppet Land on Pee-wee's Playhouse on the television series. We never left the Playhouse. We were always inside the Playhouse. The movie is all out of the Playhouse. Are they going to have Cowboy Curtis? Are they going to have I would uh, assume so. Lawrence Fishburne again? Yeah, Lawrence that would be Fishburne great. Returns. I, I'll, I'll buy my tickets now. Oh, yeah. So They're going to have to get a new mailman, right? Because uh, wasn't uh, the mailman... Um... Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I just, think Phil, Phil Hartman. Hartman. Yeah, yeah. Was he the mailman or was he another character? I, he was a sailor, wasn't he? Uh, I think you're while. right. I think he was a sailor. Some, somebody get on eBay and get me the shows. I got a review. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not only is he doing his live shows again, now he's uh, in talks to do some movie action. 
He's hoping that all this interest in this live show will drum up some uh, some investors. Slash nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got my vote. He doesn't have my money, but he's got my vote. <laughs> no, no, he's got my money. But then again, come on. Pee-wee's Big Adventure was an incredible film. That's incredible. Just... Tip top. What about yeah. Pee-wee's Big Top? I was going to say, let's not get big into top Big Pee-wee Top rather. Pee-wee. That one was... I never saw a Big Top Pee-wee. It's terrible. What, wait, what was that over there? How, how does a man already saying he's going to get in line for the Pee-wee have never seen Big Top Pee-wee? Well, there's no accounting for taste. Yeah. Well, the Spike VGA uh, video game awards happened over the over the weekend. And yes, I sent Doug. And, yes, we sent our roving reporter, our our foreign correspondent, if you will, Doug X. Yes. Um, went not to the so VGAs. foreign correspondent, <laughs> who's uh, late in giving me my pictures and report from the VGAs. You, you you've got his number. Call him. But what's so, what's so special about this VGA compared to all the last ones is that this was like a. A reveal show. It was like a new E3. I mean, we got well. They needed something to draw the, viewers. The new Arkham Asylum was revealed frankly, there. I don't care what Spike has to say about video no, games. Of course, not. I really don't give a crap. I want to know what's coming out that's new. But damn, if they don't have a bit of stage presence, then that was a that was a flashy show. Was it? I didn't yeah. even watch it. I saw, saw pieces of it. No, I'll I'll see it eventually. But Maybe. Uh, but Probably the not. Arkham Asylum sequel was announced. Prince of Persia. I mean, they they just started lining them up. The new uh, Force Unleashed. These these are all revealed during this, right. and uh, almost all these trailers now go to Joystick if you want to see those. Joystick dot com. But uh, but yeah, Arkham Asylum is probably the one that made me go, "Oh, really? Already? That's great." I haven't even played the first one. Oh, that's your loss. Yeah, well, I have it. I just haven't played it right. yet. It's too much. I have too much. All right. Well, we're hitting Christmas season. Ugh, it's and a day, not a season. No, no, no. It's we're in the middle of it, and you put up a tree not for the day but for the season. Festivals. You have put up a tree. Yes, Mary. yes, I did. Did you? Did you put up a tree? We have a we have a Charlie Brown tree actually. Do you? It's one little stem with one little bulb. That's awesome. Wow. That's, that's what I want to talk. I want to talk nerd tree here. Christmas Hanukkah. What is your favorite Christmas ornament hanging on your tree? Obviously, you're one. Yeah, we're we're a little <laughs> disqualified because we only have one basic red orb. Uh, favorite Christmas tree ornament ever? I'd I'd have to go with the Star Wars ornament. Simple red bulb. Yoda's on one side, Chewie's on the other. Hangs on my tree every year. Favorite Christmas ornament that no one's invented yet <laughs> is a. And if you if you want to take this idea and make it in your garage, run with it. Um, a string of lights that are not lights but lightsabers. Hmm. That's a fine idea. <laughs> Barry starts drooling over here. <laughs> I, uh, it, I it's, interestingly, we were talking about trees and geeks' trees. Uh, my friend Chip, the family tree, he's not allowed to put any of his <laughs> ornaments on. That man! That man! But he has his own tree that he is allowed what? to put all of his Star Wars yes. and Star Trek and Why isn't he he's sci-fi. He's a man whose life is relegated to a portion of the home. <laughs> Does he live with his parents? Or no, it's, it's a long story and I'm not going to get into it because no. I'm sure no, I would no, get him into trouble. It's not no. a long story. It's simple. Either he lives with his parents and doesn't have no. the right to do that or he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's married. Does that help? Option B. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, but... It's uh, but A or B. I, I will say this. He has the greatest... Little tree that uh, that's that's his own tree. It's got all of the Star Trek ornaments that he's been collecting since the beginning, and Consolation the Star <laughs> Wars ornaments, and uh, it's it's a cute little tree. And a man would put his ornaments on whatever tree he could. 
would tell his wife to pull her arms out all day and hold the ornaments. I guess when you get to a certain age, it's all about avoiding fights. So <laughs> <laughs> it's no, there's no fight. There's no fight involved. If, it's the, just the, look, the less arguments you have, the 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 more you put on your wife beater, you, you grab your shit's beard, and you say, "Woman, there's gonna be Star Trek ornaments on this tree." <laughs> see, see, Barry, your relationship is one of the exceptions to the rule. I know, so I can say all. So <laughs> my tree right now has all kinds of, of Deb's Star Trek ornaments all over it, and I love it. And it has all my little Ferengi, Ferengi beanie, Ferengi things, tons of them all over the tree. And then, I guess my favorite ornament would be one I don't actually have on the tree, which is the uh, Hallmark Galaga. Yes. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's the best one. Yeah, he ended up finding the uh, How- Pac-Man one too. Yeah. However. If I had a girlfriend who didn't like any of that stuff, God forbid, uh, I would still have the Ferengis all over the tree. <laughs> Even if it would cause you undue stress and uh, torment? Oh, it wouldn't cause me any undue stress and torment. <laughs> <laughs> She'd cry over it all she wants. Mm, my Ferengis, they're going on the damn tree. And that's the greatest gift of all. <laughs> but I like where you went with that. What is the uh, ornament that you don't have that doesn't exist that you want? Ooh, Dig that's dug. a good one. <laughs> In the same vein with the arcade cabinet, Giles. Frogger, Frogger. See, keep going. Don- Donkey Kong. Yes. Admidar. Hooda. Frenzy. Wait, what was that? Zaxxon. Well, what was the one? Admidar. What? Admidar. I don't know what that is. Admidar. I don't. I don't. Admidar. I don't know. You keep saying it. I don't know what that game. Cloak is. and Dagger. I know Cloak and. Wait, that's not even a real game. <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie. It was a game. It was a movie. Actually, it, it was, was an movie. arcade game. Really? They actually had it at the Circus yep. Circus the first time I ever came to Vegas. I saw it. Yep. One and only time. Wow. I know. And let me it. guess. You played the hell out of it in hopes that you'd find blueprints nah, for a it bomber. Looked, it looked boring. I went on to Donkey Kong or something else. Oh. Most of the ornaments I've wanted, they've come out with. So I, I can't think of one specific thing off the top of my head that I've been you know, dying to have as an ornament that isn't out yet. I want a line of Christmas Cenobites. That would be awesome. Go around the tree with Pinhead (laughs) as like the tree topper with lights coming out of his nails. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, we'll we'll relegate him with the rest of it and we'll put the the elongated uh, puzzle box, the diamond puzzle box on the top. Oh, Oh, there you go. Oh, I was going to say put a whole bunch of those all over the tree. Hell yeah. Oh, come on. What what about the, the doctor hanging... From the top of the tree by the tube attached to his head. That guy, yeah, absolutely. Nice. I, I could, I could re- retrofit my hey, toy. Hey, wait a minute. Where's your tree? There's no tree in this. We condo. Uh, we gave away the tr- no the tr- I'm sorry the tree is in storage. We yeah. uh, we did it for the first couple of years, but then it just got to be too much of a hassle. Not that it's too much of a hassle. Where the fuck are we gonna put it? Well, you could clean this place. <laughs> you know what? We could clean this place within an inch of its life. Where the fuck are we gonna put it? Right over there behind the couch. No. What? I need access to that shit. Oh, yeah, because you watch all these damn movies, right? <laughs> Lies you speak. Those are books over there, too. Uh, it's, it's the core of my library. Okay, it's only like 15 days left in freaking December. Why don't you just... So it's too late. The best best <laughs> ornament that I own that I put on the tree every year when we do put it up is my Crypt Keeper. But, uh, well, that's cool. In a Santa hat. Decorate Jeff. <laughs> what about a projection tree? You get a little black box, press a button, it projects 
some type of LED tree on your wall, no trimming, no cleaning, you press a button and it's done. I got it. Hey, you know what? They have those little hologram projector things now that you don't need, like, glasses for that just sit on tabletop. Do that for for a Christmas tree. Nope. I have, have it sitting in the corner. I have it, and it also requires audience participation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I am going to draw on a few sheets of white paper a tree in marker. Right. And I'm going to tape it onto your wall. <laughs> and anyone who emails me an ornament, like an idea for an ornament, I will draw it on it. That's... And that'll be your tree. There it is, folks. Right Mail it to right Barry the... at omnibus. Excuse me, no, Barry at uglycouchshow.com. Don't even make it so complicated. Comments at uglycouchshow.com, yeah. like everything else. I get that. Go well, ahead. There it is. And I'll draw it on there. You have, please design our Christmas tree. Try to keep it as penis free as you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> this could go terribly, terribly wrong. Oh, Wangus tree. Oh, Wangus tree. <laughs> Great. Anyway, well, back to the news. <laughs> this episode's called Wangus Tree. Great. <laughs> funny, funny how the names come about and stick. That's right. I have my moments. Dan Buckley, works at Marvel, gave us insight into Marvel's 2010 slate with a recent interview with ICV2. Now, it seems that the universe-wide event is uh, tabled for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Really? Quote, we're very excited about where we're going to take the Marvel Universe in our heroic age, as he's calling it. We want to go into more of what we're calling the heroic age after Siege, which is the next big event. We're trying to get a little bit more into the families of publishing, not line-wide. Provide people with very digestible beginning, middle, and end content with top characters, top creators, in conjunction with the Marvel Universe. So it seems like they're going to go... uh, Title-centric. Go back to uh, X-Men events. Go back to uh, Avenger well, that's, events. And... That's good. It's hard to collect and read all the events across all the titles. It's nearly insane to be able to do that. So it's good that they're doing that, going back to basics and then yeah. eventually bring well, it all together for well, a super He continues event. and kind of uh, gives a little more detail. We're also developing into a platform of products that have a beginning, middle, end, limited to a series of books that are very driven by having great creators working on some of our top characters. We're trying to kind of cleanse the palate a little bit. I'm not saying we'll never do a line-wide crossover again. I just think that the consumers, retailers, creators, editors all need to breathe a little bit and tell some stories that they want to tell amongst themselves or by themselves. Hopefully that's something that will excite the creative community. We still have a market, market it, package it in a way that people can understand it and uh, give the creators a little bit more time to chew amongst themselves. Huh. So, I like it. So yay, because I, I have to get, admit I'm getting crossoveritis. With uh, the Marvel events, even the DC events, I, I in fact I I've kind of stopped watching Dark Reign at all because I just I'm tired after after <laughs> Secret Invasion. I am tired. It's tough. Tired. tired I'm rereading tired. Lucifer because I do it once a year because I love it. It's a mm-hmm. great series, and there's some stuff there from other comics as well. Not a lot, just a little, and it's hard to follow sometimes. It's hard to get because you don't always know all the back history of all the characters to understand what they're saying and get all the in-jokes and in-story. Right. Well, isn't Lucifer, that was a uh, a step off from the Endless series, Neil Gaiman's... Uh... Yeah. And Death is in there. Yeah. Constantine's in there. That whole... Yeah. yeah. So it's... Is that it's... Vertigo? Is that, what is it? It be- I think it became Vertigo. I don't know if it was Vertigo back it's then. It's got to be Vertigo, too. But it is now. But dirty, yeah. That's what they released it under Vertigo title now. Dirty. Dirty. Yeah, I think so. I think it's all Vertigo. 
an upcoming biopic on comics writer Grant Morrison really? has released a trailer. Now it's scheduled to debut at Comic-Con 2010. Documentary-style feature, which was created in collaboration with Morrison himself. Sounds like it'll be uh, pretty thorough and not shy about exploring some of the more eccentric aspects of Morrison's personal life, including his experiments with magic and sexuality. Quote, he was a game for doing pretty much whatever we had in mind, unquote, meaning said of the initial shooting. We covered stories about his family, childhood, and career. It was an extensive accounting, and there's a lot of ground to cover. Morrison has lived a very full life, from playing in rock bands, to experimenting as a transvestite, to becoming like Alan Moore, a chaos magician. A lot of fertile ground in his personality alone, saying nothing of his sometimes audio... Bio, audio <laughs> thank you very much. Autobiographical comics. So they're hoping that he'll become more of a counterculture icon. Continuing in the news, the internet is running rampant with speculation Nintendo is working on a follow-up to its current home console, tentatively dubbed Z. Z. Z-I-I. As in... in... That's kind of interesting, because Creative has the copyright in the United States on the uh, Z-I-I for one of its chips. Well, they can always just change it. Doesn't Nintendo matter. has the patent on that name in Japan, yeah. which is why Creative has been having uh, troubles getting it marketed in Japan right now. You know, there was a time when I was excited by new consoles, and it's like, oh, wow, what's going to be different now? What can they do? Do-do-do-do. There's just going to be more graphics, more sprites on screen, more features, basic features for online. Really, I'm just interested well, in the, the games it's going to play. This... And the Nintendo... Has never been marketed for me. I, hey, you know what? If you're a kid, great, awesome. But it's just not for me. If this was a Xbox or PlayStation announcement, I'd be in exactly the same boat. But the last time the Wii came out, it was they were a bit revolutionary in their interactivity with the controller and actually getting my fat ass up off the couch to move around for games. So if they can produce something that I'm not expecting again, like I was expecting, like you said, different graphics, better resolution, yada yada yada. But if they can again come out with something like movement uh, participation from the player, then it might be a little bit interesting. Well, they'll have to beat the Natal. Technologically, Nintendo's been kind of behind the curve anyway uh, since the GameCube because they've got... Essentially, the, the Wii is the GameCube with an updated interface. Right. Yes, it's a, it, yes it was a revolutionary interface when it came out. The, the wand and being able to have the the accelerometers in there but as far as technologically the xbox and the ps3 are far more advanced which is why we're not going to get a new microsoft or sony console probably for several more years because there's nothing wrong with the xbox 360 as it is yeah exactly and there's not much more they can do except put more memory in it or you know maybe a faster processor but as far as the actual gaming consoles themselves the technology, you know, the technology is, is, is reaching in the interface. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is in the online, which is why which is why Sony and Microsoft are both working on a motion based interface. Microsoft yeah. with an Atal and and Sony. I just interface. hope they don't go overboard with it and have all the new games have to have like motion interfaces because I don't want to get my lazy ass off the couch. I like having buttons. Yeah, I think it's going to be optional. otherwise. I'd go play sports. I don't know if it's going to be optional when it comes down to it. I don't think they will have a, you have a version to play with th- these many buttons, and you have this version where you get to flail around like a monkey. 
and and have the exact same kind of experience you want. I don't think it is. There'll be games that are designed specifically to dance well, like a monkey. Sure. There'll be games specifically designed to use a controller. And when they cross over, I think it's really going to see problems. Mm, very possible. Yeah, you'll no doubt lose something when you move that interactive dancing around like a monkey game into the controller-based game because the lightsaber duels on Wii, yeah, it's it's marketed towards five-year-olds, but I'm... I would be completely lying if I didn't say I had a nerdgasm when I was able to fight with a fucking lightsaber. Oh, we all did. Come on. It's true. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Sony motion interface that they, they showed at E3, um, if you have the camera, it tracks it and then shows you on the screen, like, say, holding a tennis racket. Yeah, that or, was interesting. So, so, I mean, there's going to be, you know, for, you know, Barry and the like, they're going to have that nerdgasm when they have that handle and they look on the screen and they're holding a lightsaber or a blaster or something, you know, they'd be able to map that on the screen. So that's probably the next interface, you know, being able to, or rather the next advancement, being able to have your virtual implements on the screen and be able to see yourself holding, you know, that gun, that lightsaber, etc. So. Right. I want to see the game where Jet and Janique are throwing a triple back and forth and giggling what game is that? We saw a demo of that okay. game tonight. We have it's... a game. Whoever wants... If somebody stops talking and you have the trouble, you lose. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so yeah, Bobby and Jeff here are going better. <laughs> <laughs> this is the equivalent... It's kind of like a drinking game. Yeah, the only no cow booze. show drinking game without booze. <laughs> if somebody, ta- if somebody <laughs> stops talking, you take a shot. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this is interesting. But uh, I digress because the... Re- Engage discovered the Z trademark request is simply a renewal of a 2006 request. In fact, in addition to the Z, Nintendo has applied for trademarks covering the B, the C, the Wii with an O, and the Yi. Unless uh, Nintendo's planning on making five new consoles, each with a different name, it seems like it's just that the company's covering its bases. So uh, there is no upcoming Z. That's just them renewing the thing they've had all along. So conspiracy theorists, shut up. <laughs> Because the next one is going to be an HD version of the Wii we already know and love. Breaking news, Ah. Nintendo buys Alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to patent the Alphabet once. I I can't wait to see the the fight between uh, Creative and Nintendo over the Z. You know, Creative's graphics processing chip (laughs) and a a potential... It all comes down to what games um, are on copyright. I'm sure it'll be a scorcher for nothing. The Xbox and the PS... Well, I'm just saying, like, right now it's a copyright (laughs) on nothing. It's just... Microsoft and the Sony have, like, real nice games, and the Wii has those shitty little things. Gimmickware. Gimmickware. Yeah. Yeah. It's not designed for gamers like us. Hold on, what's the one... What's the... You you saw this with me at E3 when we were watching it. Uh... Shigeru Miyamoto designed a music game for the Wii. Oh, the... Yeah, the Wii Play. Wii Play. Thank you. There it is. Yeah. I just point to the Wii Play for everything <laughs> bad about Nintendo and its marketing. Hmm. It's, it's a pretty would lousy rather, looking would game. Would I rather play Band Hero or, sorry, Rock yeah. Band? Or, yeah, no, I think or, you revealed your true colors there. I rather play there. Wii Play? Well, hey, I would rather play Band Hero than <laughs> I was thinking Rock Band and thinking Guitar Hero. I ended up in Band Hero. And that's how people end up buying that shitty game. Sorry. I want to go... Pl- I'm supposed to go pick up some games, some kind of... 
band hero game. Oh, oh hey, yeah, band that hero right here. here. Yeah. That's what your rocker wants. And some poor I kid. I want a guitar hero. Opens that up on Christmas. Taylor Swift. Happy birthday, Jim. Birthday. Christmas, Jimmy. <laughs> well, maybe it is birthday. And maybe Jimmy likes the YMCA. So Thanks, Grandma. Lee Trevino's golf. <laughs> every boy wants. Now here, uh, this is a I, this uh, this amused me. When asked by Nikkei Japan how the company managed to manage the cost of maintaining a free PlayStation network, Sony Computer Entertainment executive VP Masuki County, I'm, I'm giving him an Italian last name, highlighted the possibility Chianti. of new <laughs> revenue streams, saying. Chianti. In addition to single pack payment package software, there are also schemes like monthly fees or per item charges. Microtransactions. As Game Industry Biz points out, Chant I gotta get this. Chatani. Chatani, thank Chitani. you. There's Chatani, much like better. Paul's wife from Dune? Yes. That's oh, Chatani. Yeah. 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 Chatani could be talking about any number of different items and monthly charge services offered by PSN which was vaguely referenced in a presentation last month. But viewed together, comments may seem troubling, but uh, additional services don't necessarily equate PSN itself to becoming a subscription service. Hey, man, microtransactions work. That's, That's true. Well, the PlayStation Network's been doing that for a while. I so mean, the Xbox. there's little, little add-ons. Uh, uh, what was that game that you purchased on the PS3 where we were launching... Pain. Pain. Pain, yeah. Every little thing in Pain was an add-on. If you wanted another level, it was a payment. If you wanted to add another character, it was a payment. If you wanted to be able to, um, you know, change the clothing on one of the characters you had, you had to buy it. It was, There wasn't anything buy, free added on. It yeah. was all add-on stuff. And it was all like a dollar or two each. And I haven't been to that in so long, I can't imagine the amount of micropayments involved in that game. Now. Oh, It'd probably cost you more than the game to update all the stuff now that you might, might not want. Um, they said there was going to be microtransactions available for Star Trek Online. Hmm. 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 That's the way a lot of it's going, man. Just sounds as like, long, sounds ju- like some of those exclusives may be able, available for purchase. That's Just right. as long as when it comes to endgame stuff, you don't have to spend a shit ton of money to get the best character. If all that microtransaction stuff is for cosmetic things, great. But this, as soon as it becomes, oh, you have to spend this much to get the best character, then people will bitch and there'll be backlash. Well, that's one of the reasons why uh, Modern Warfare 2 Infinity Ward made it so that you couldn't do dedicated servers on the PC version of the games. They, it's not moddable, not yet. It's starting to get hacked now so it can be moddable. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to have it so you have to go through their servers to get to the multiplayer games so that when they start offering multiplayer new maps for the game, you can't do homemade maps anymore for this game. It has to be maps bought from the company. I don't blame them. That way they can also offer advertisement. And that as well. I don't, I don't blame them. But again, that that is the saving grace of PC gaming is its moddability, and uh, Infinity Ward took it out of their latest game. I don't think it's a saving grace. I disagree. I think it's nice... Uh, modding is nice, but some games don't need mods. No, it doesn't. But uh, ones where it is map intensive, like Modern Warfare, new maps made by the community has always been a part of it. I used to play a lot of Team Fortress, Team Fortress Classic. Yeah. Um, there were standard maps. Yes. There were a lot of those, and then there were a lot of like homebrew maps. Mm-hmm. The homebrew maps, nine out of ten times. 
Yes. <laughs> However, so I'm I'm just for the blanket statement. Yeah, screw but it. The community is Keep so it. thick that the tenth out of the nine, you know, <laughs> it rises to the top. Mm-mm. It's like the yeah. U- it's like YouTube. Like ninety nine percent of the videos on there suck, but there, you know, that one out of ten. Might be that gem, that but I'm not paying for you, and that's the one so that's I can't true. complain. I'm that paying for Modern Warfare. I want a good experience, and I want—I don't want the experience of the game that I have designed. Say I'm mm-hmm. the designer of Modern mm-hmm. Warfare to be sullied by asshats who think I'll make a, a map of my school, her, and it'll just suck. Yeah, but you just don't go onto their server. That runs that school map because that's not going to get so shared much. through the major community that thinks that map is also shit like yourself. Well, there's a lot of maps that get stuck in there, and it's just a mess. It's easier if you know, okay, this map has been vet. Any map I go to has been vetted by the powers that be to be know a- your server, man. But that's just it. It's not that this map is getting vetted by the powers that be. That map's not getting vetted at all. The map's not allowed to be there. The only ones maps that are coming out are created by the powers that be and at a higher cost. Where before, you could get uh, maps for free from the community. I'd rather pay a little bit and get a quality product. I'd rather pay for quality product, mm-hmm. for good production value, than have to wade through hours of shit. But why does it have to be an either-or proposition? Why can I have both? It doesn't... Okay, it can be both, but in reality, it just it just doesn't work out. And I can point to many games as proof of this. But on top of that, I can also point to all the mods, that have, not all of them, but a slew of mods that have been released for Half-Life 2 since it's come out and still are coming out that are co- fine quality products. I can't and speak free to that. And I have not played mods from Half-Life 2. There's, there's amazing ones, especially when people started playing with Gary's mod, which is that Ultimate Physics mod that came out way, way back, that people just turned that into whole new game experiences that oh, are yeah. great. There's... I'm not saying the modding is bad. No, of course not. Not at all. But I love some of the mods I've seen. In fact, I just saw a Crisis mod that's like Back to the Future, the game. <laughs> yeah. You got the DeLorean and it goes to 88. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, I know. I love it. But that's not... That's the exception to the rule. Um, I think modding has its place. I absolutely mm-hmm. do and I support it fully. I love mods. Love them. Uh, good ones. Right, but that's why you don't go to like individual p- pages of Jim's mods and this is my, this is my workplace. You go to mod sites where the community votes on them and the cream rises. I don't I don't believe the community voting works. No, I've seen it work because uh, the Diablo two mods that I've played have been absolutely incredible, and I've only choose, chosen the ones from the top of its community. I point to the Xbox Live Arcade. <laughs> To uh, proof that voting does not but, work. But that's... I, I point to the American political system for voting does not work. <laughs> uh, time, voting, the community, sucks. <laughs> no, no, I, it, d- it depends how the vote is done. Because if you have like five stars somewhere there, but, but whether you vote to like this game or not, depending on the size of the community, if you have one game that 437 people like this game and another game where 47,872 people like this game, that's probably the better game. It's it's pro- it's probably a good benchmark to whether that game is better than say the others. It's a decent benchmark. It's not always accurate though. Well, it's not going to say, "Hey, Barry's going to love this game," no, but it's, it's a better chance you're going to like that game than the other one. That's a chance. There is a chance. Eh, 
All I'm saying is give mods a chance. Oh no, <laughs> I, I can't beat that. But don't take it away from from uh, from the PC land. That's I'm all. Not, that's all they have left against. I'm the not consoles. saying take it away. I'm saying the, the company that makes it, uh, with Infinity Ward, mm-hmm. has to differentiate between mods that it approves of well, for its game and homegrown stuff. Yeah, but on top of that, hackers are already taking it apart and putting out uh, abilities to mod it now, so it's only a matter of time before oh, they lose control. scumbags. That's what they do. <laughs> Spoken like someone who knows. Yeah, I do, because I used to go to those 2600 meetings, and I used to go to freaking DEF CON. I understand all that stuff, and a lot of those people are scumbags. Sorry, there's a few of you that are cool as hell. But Barry's thoughts and reflections of the hacker community do not rec- represent the uh, Ugly Cow Show's opinions of... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Each one's their own. Please don't have I have backups of this website. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Funcom Bulgarian has made dicks. its barbaric MMO, Age of Conan, free to play. Well, at least in a sense. From what? today through January 1st, those who download the game client, create an account, will be able to play for free until for free. The, until their character reaches level 20, basically the game's first zone. Funcom is hoping the folks who go in for the trial experience will be so captivated they'll want to pony up the money to see what lies beyond level 20. Hint, it's more of the same. Funcom is calling this special holiday offer to anyone who wishes to experience the sexy and savage world of Conan. I think that boil that under, down for me in like ten words. That should have gone under uh, news. First, no one gives the first a shit it about. Is free, then you got to pay. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But you know, what? I actually enjoyed Conan. So if you've always always wanted to try it, now's your chance. I is enjoyed it, playing. Is that it. the way they should do MMOs? Um, in general, yeah, just make the first few levels free to see if you like it, and then uh, I think Absolutely. that's a fine idea. I think it works in two ways. One, it'll get more people to try it out. Two, it gives you a better chance of getting hooked. Well, for most MMOs nowadays, you get like 30 days free. Hmm. You can have like a free pass. Yeah, but with a $60 uh, price of entry. No, no, no. No, most MMOs, when they come out, you have to buy. Then you get your 30 days included in that that really? that money. And yeah. then if the MMO turns out that it's not doing so well, maybe say a year down the line, you get to try it out for free for a short amount of time. Because WoW now, I think you can get passes from like, Player, from friends who are players. And you can... Well, you, yeah, they offer those passes. Yeah, those exist. You still have to have the software, though, right? Hell, when I bought Champions, I think it, it included a, a pass for a friend. It's, can't, uh, can't you just download the software? Download the client and just play it. Uh, some offer it sometimes. Uh, I know EverQuest does for its uh, first zone. Obviously, some stuff is hobbled. You can't sell anything. You can't trade money and shit with other players for obvious reasons. Well, it's, For exploitation. It's, it's That's the, fine. It's the training zone, essentially, is what it comes down to. Training it a little higher, I remember. But uh, there's also... But I remember there being uh, some form of crafting, but uh, yeah, I don't think you have access to you the get, auctions. I think you get enough. In most games where they do that, you get enough to figure out, yeah, I'll like this game. Yeah. You know? Um, I think all MMOs should be like that. I think it's a great idea. Now, it's... new ones, do I think that? I don't know. You you gotta charge something for the software. You have to charge something for oh, the yeah. physical CD and the manual, and you gotta charge something for the initial mm-hmm. run because it's just how the games work. It's how it works. But year down the line, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, to totally. keep people interested and to keep those uh, servers running. But now here's a question: Did uh, did the people at Conan do this because of financial pressure? More than likely. 
is it not doing so well? I think they're down to uh, a minimal amount of servers now. I'm pretty sure that's uh, hmm. it's not to the point where it's closing up shop, but they're certainly not in the position they were. Do people, should people, who are interested in MMOs even bother to get into them if when they get to the end game there won't be a lot of players populating these cities and helping them through quests, and there won't be big guilds because these people just aren't there. Well, well, isn't the that the risk you're going to take with any MMO? That's, well, not with Warcraft. Well, that can well, be well but Warcraft... I hate to be a proponent of Warcraft, but it's true. If I was going to play an MMO, if I, if I had to pick one MMO right now, I really I had to play that exists right now, if I had to play an MMO, I would probably pick Warcraft. Because it's so established, and there's lots of people and lots of servers, and I won't ever be bored because there's lots of social interaction. If you're interested in social interaction, if you're not, then why are you playing MMO? I think I'd play Asheron's Call. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's dead. All right. Yeah, it's great. I think I'll play Meridian 59. <laughs> Fuck. Well, what else do we have? Neverwinter Nights. That's, the... that's my list. I told that's... you when I hit uh, Conan, I was done. I got a couple things here. Uh, let's see. Well, one, Torgo's goes a dork. And <laughs> he's a big liar. And he constantly steals my pen caps. Uh, <laughs> Frank Miller, the creator of comic uh, 300, which Zack Snyder's insanely successful movie based, uh, he says he's working on a follow-up comic to be titled Xerxes. Yes. Yeah. While a $450 million grossing 300 depicted the Battle of Thermopylae, Miller says of Xerxes, which is set 10 years before 300, it's the Battle of Marathon, through my lens. He goes on to say that I've finished the plot and I'm getting started on the artwork. But Zack Snyder is also interested in adapting Xerxes. Of course. Surprise. Can they pull it off? Is this <laughs> They've done that, it once. <laughs> not, not to discredit Frank Miller, but is he now... Seeing the success of some of his movies turn or some of his comics turned film, and just wanting to do a comic to make it into a movie and get more money, and is he again not to discredit Frank Miller because his Batman work was the best I've ever seen? No, it's a it's a valid point you make. It really is. He's got a specific style, yes. and it translates well into film. Now, obviously, uh, Sin City mm-hmm. yes. totally took the comic style, and Three Hundred took that comic style as well, slightly different. Um, are we just paying to see that comic style of film because it's fun? Uh, I don't think so. Because uh, Batman yes. just didn't look like that at all. It was just tight. Yeah, ba- Batman was a complete change from the comic to the screen. Um, but if Zack Snyder is interested, then I will bet dollars for donuts that it's going to be a shot-for-shot adaptation of the comic. Most likely. Which he's done very, very well. Yes, I thought Zach, very Zach Snyder told us at Comic-Con mm-hmm. in our interview, which is available at the uh, uglycouchshow.com, um, <laughs> that he was interested in doing some horror again. Yeah, well, yeah, I asked him, and he's interested in returning, but whether, I don't think he's going to do that next. The, he's going to follow the money, I'm sure. Yeah. Smart. But, uh, and, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's, he's still at a point, though, where, yes, he's a known name, but at the same time, he's also not... A powerful Hollywood director that can, you know, say go out to the studio and say, "This is a project I want to do." A lot of it, I still think, is projects being offered to him, and they're saying, "Here you go. This is the movie we want you to make. Here's a whole bunch of money." And he says, "I'll do it." So, I mean, it, and on the I note just, of Zack Snyder taking what he's offered, um, not to build up a rumor mill, 
mm-hmm. but word is that Warner Brothers is keeping him in the back pocket should Nolan drop out of Batman 3. That's hmm. true. I um, mean, <laughs> you know, he, uh, Nolan has not committed to the third Batman film, but he's also not... Not distancing himself yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, in fact, uh, interesting you mentioned that um, Morgan Freeman, uh, in an interview the other day, said that he had no direct discussions with Nolan about this, but that he does believe that Christopher Nolan is thinking about the third film and that uh, that he is, you know, he said, just from a an actor and a fan of his work, he believes that he is going to go forward with the third Batman film. And I hear that so. Mick G is, uh, says that he can make the best Batman movie ever. <laughs> no, that was Terminator. Oh, wait, okay, yeah. And right. he's already proven that wrong. <laughs> well, that that seems to be the the common answer from anyone associated with the Batman films now. Is if you ask uh, if you ask Christian Bale, if you ask um, Michael Caine, if you ask Morgan yeah. Freeman, it's oh, I, th- I think they're doing it, and I'm very excited about it, but I don't know. Yeah, they said you know we haven't been asked yet, but they you know we're I guess excited to get paid. Yeah, they've done two <laughs> films with him. They, they they seem to be very impressed with the work that that Nolan has done up to this point. As as I am as a huge Batman fan, so I mean. I would think if he's smart, Nolan will probably do the third film. Um, you know, he's already put his style right. visually yeah. and story-wise on the two films, and the third film is supposed to roll out of those first two films. It's something that you kind of want to put your, you know, your mark on. Does it, anyone else here think that he should stop at three, though? Um, if the stories, if, yeah, if yeah. the stories are successful and interesting, and they don't turn into Batman Forever, then no, you don't. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that the the franchise should stop. I'm saying should Nolan he at stop? Should at he three personally? And then someone else, uh, some other visionary director, take over the reins? No, like who? <laughs> uh, like McGee? Uh, you shut up, about <laughs> McGee. No, he shouldn't stop. I don't know. Keep I going mean, until he passes out from exhaustion. My, what about Aronofsky? My feeling is, uh, Darren Aronofsky mm. would do a, jo- a fine job. Yeah. Uh, my feeling on it is, if Christopher Nolan doesn't feel, doesn't continue to feel passionate about the project like he did with the first two films, then yes, I think he should stop. If he continues to be passionate about it and is continuing to turn out an outstanding product like he did with the first two films, I say keep going on three, four, five. You know, I, I, I as long as it's a good, fresh, enjoyable Batman story, I say go for it. And if Nolan doesn't want to, if he can't continue it, and we want to keep that dark, what the hell's going on here tone, David Fincher. Oh, okay, I just had a nerdgasm. <laughs> uh, help me out. David Fincher, Seven, Memento, yeah. Game. Oh, yeah. Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Fight Club. They do have yes. similar styles. That's, that's a good call, I have to say. All right. Here's well, some news. Um, I'm eating a Gobstopper. Then they turn it over to Rennie Harlan. And it's good. Oh. Yeah, Gobstopper. Or just give it back to Tim Burton. <laughs> I prefer Rennie Harlan. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see. Vampire stuff. Vampire stuff? Ashley Edward Miller and Zach Stentz, veteran screenwriters of J.J. Abrams' Fringe, Terminator Saracana Chronicles, Andromeda, and in the new uh, Thor have been tapped to bring another comic book to screen. Okay. Andrew Cosby and Jason Alexander's Damnation. Andrew Cosby. Different Cosby. Oh, okay. The Hollywood Reporter describes Damnation as a futuristic vampire story. 
set in the United States that's been overrun with nocturnal monsters. The comic book, set in bunkers near Buffalo, New York, and labs in London, presents a vision of the country that's been sealed off with concrete barricades as people work frantically to deal with the plague of the undead. I'm, you had me at undead. <laughs> so here's the question. So, and this is a good one. With Daybreakers, Mark Foster's adaption of World War II, uh, Frank Darabont's adaption for AMC TV of Robert Kirkman's and Tony Moore's comic book, The Walking Dead. Are we getting saturated? Are we get, have we reached the saturation point yet? Or is there some semblance of motor function left in this undead dystopian apocalypse? <laughs> the thing is, I think we've already reached saturation. Yes. Uh, personally, I think the... Uh, the zombie thing's about to get played out for a little while, that it's going to, it's about hit the cliff. Well, same thing with vampires. I mean, it's... No, 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 it's, it's and like the vampires, it will get itself reinvented or re-energized in some way and come back to us another time. Well, yes, yeah, so a few years down the line. But, uh, and of course, the zombie stories will not go away. They'll still trickle through, but I, I think we're we're just hitting a wall. I mean, you're talking to Mr. Zombie Lover here. I, I Zombie's my favorite monster of them all, but... Well, vampires for daybreakers, yeah. I think we're hitting a wall with, with vampires a little bit, but definitely with zombies, because I love World War Z, and I love Walking Dead. Yeah. How are you going to beat that? Yeah, when that comes, that's going to be the bar. Yeah. I, well, yeah. that's pretty presumptuous of me, but I would like to think that it's the bar. Well, here's what I like to think. I like to think that when these things come to TV and, and it gets more of an audience, it becomes a bar that someone's going to... Someone's going to hurdle over yeah, it with something completely awesome. Like True Blood. Like True Blood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that came out of no relative way. obscurity. Vampires become very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had your Twilight and stuff, but that doesn't even count, does it? We're talking about vampires, vampires not Twilight. Not, yeah. not vampires that they don't sparkle. No. Twilight's <laughs> not real vampires. They're wannabes. <laughs> They're baby bats And that's our Twilight hate for this week Yes, every week We bring to you pure Twilight hate For yeah. no goddamn good reason I, We're still going to watch Twilight <laughs> Yes we are Yeah, That time is coming And I'm going to get really drunk I'm putting off so what's next, Much as Mary? I can Well, is Peter Parker heading to the Shire? <laughs> no Okay, next news <laughs> <laughs> Moving on um, Let's see to, There's rumors that Tobey Maguire Who plays Peter Parker in Spider-Man uh, might be in the running to play Bilbo Baggins. I think that just got debunked. Really? Yeah, I think Chud just knocked it out. Yeah. Well, good, because I'm unhappy with him. Can I sing the Leonard Nimoy just like version of dancing. Bilbo Baggins? I, I think no, uh, Leonard not. Nimoy. <laughs> I think you should put that in the song on the show. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what they'll be expecting us to do. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm unhappy with him because of the singing, dancing Spider-Man. That's he not his fault. Are you unhappy no. with Tobey Maguire or Sam Raimi because of that? Uh, both, actually. I'm very unhappy with Sam Raimi because of that. But I'm a little unhappy <laughs> with Tobey Maguire in that he doesn't take any pride in the character. He didn't sit down with Sam and say, seriously? True. Seriously? Yeah, he didn't say no? He didn't say no. <laughs> At some point, you have to stand up for the character and for years and years and years of cool-ass Spider-Man stories and go, Seriously? Dancing, singing, no, uh-uh, sorry. And that's when Raimi shows me my contract and said, see that, that's a, that's a millions. Right and there. I that's piss all over him in the contract. You know what, that's fine, I'll be in the second line of your contract, I appreciate that. Everybody has their price, Barry. Look, Toby, you want to make gay-ass movies about riding horses, you're going to dance and sing in Spider-Man. <laughs> 
He's got a point. He is a sea biscuit. He is a vegetarian. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? He's a vegetarian. He and doesn't that, eat meat. And that hurts his spider senses how? Spiders are carnivorous. Yeah. Sorry. Peter Parker, carnivore. Also, Kirsten Dunst is a fucking idiot. So, there <laughs> okay, you go. Okay, that, that I can't Let's, really she's argue. She's on my wall. She is? We have a huge Spider-Man. Do you throw um, darts at it? We have like a Spider-Man 2 poster and it's like the size of our wall. Spider-Man 2. 2. When the franchise was still good. Fine. And then we have a big Spider-Man by this, where I sleep because I fall off the bed. And but... <laughs> Explain Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> well, she was in the promotion, so it's... He's there to web the edge of the bed so that she doesn't fall out of the bed. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Like a little baby. Everybody gets one. And we one. have, like, a huge bed, and I somehow just roll all the way off of it. Yeah. Visual things don't really translate well into podcasts. However, I have to say this. <laughs> I, I think that was... You have a red and white striped uh, little hoodie, and you look... Like Waldo. Waldo. <laughs> she looks like Waldo. Yeah. Where is Waldo? Right, very, right there. Very difficult to find on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cute. It's not like a normal sweatshirt. It cuts all the way down at my belly button. If you happen to be thumb- thumbing through a Where's Waldo book right now, you can put it away. We found her. She's right there. <laughs> Play along at home. Waldet. Whatever. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yes. I know. Is, uh, this is everywhere. Is oh, also Lord. a dumbass. <laughs> And reveals Ghostbusters 3 spoilers. Yeah, so uh, turn your ears away because we're going to talk about it. If you don't want to know potential Ghostbusters 3 spoilers, um, this will probably be the last part of the podcast, so you can just end us now. So till then, I'm Master Torgo, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Okay, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, who played Dana Barrett in the original Ghostbusters and its sequel, revealed to us that she is being sent the script for a proposed third installment of the Ghostbusters and offered a few spoilers. <laughs> uh, they spoke to uh, Sci-Fi Wire at the press junket in London. For Avatar, and she said they talked to her about it, and they're sending the script when it's finished. I know that my little son Oscar is now grown up, and he's going to be a Ghostbuster, so I'm very proud of him. Yeah, uh, Oscar. Other than that, and then she says, uh, "Oh God, where is it? Yeah. I hope you guys are in it. You know, uh, Peter Venkman and all the original Ghostbusters. They work so wonderfully together, and it'd be nice to introduce a whole new generation of Ghostbusters. But uh, that Bill Murray will probably be a ghost." Yeah, Venkman is, uh, according to... He's dead. ...to Sigourney Weaver, is part of the Ghostbusters team as a ghost. Thanks. In some way. Thanks it's for that, Sigourney. Thank you. But you know what? That makes sense. Because makes... Bill Murray's for a while has... I don't want to know that yet. I know it. But Bill Murray has talked about for a while that he's very, very excited about lending his voice to animation and so on, but not as excited about going on live-action movies that aren't to his particular tastes. That's why he was so willing to be a part of the Ghostbusters video game, because he enjoys his voiceover work. So in this case, it, it makes sense that his work in Ghostbusters would be voiceover work. Man, whatever. <laughs> why she got to tell Why she got to tell me that? I know it. She's she. That's she, crap. Monster, why she got to tell me that? Monster brain fart on her part. I'm very unhappy in about fact, that. In fact, I'll bet you they're rewriting the script now because of that brain fart. <laughs> we got a couple things uh, from Facebook. Okay. Uh, Tonya Hill Caudle says uh, uh, that she thinks they should ease up on the Avatar plugs. At this point, uh, <laughs> she has a feeling that uh, we've all seen half of the movie. Why pay your mortgage to a cinema when you can just watch all the trailers, promos, interviews, and commercials at home? It's much more fun to piece it together yourself anyway. Hmm. Then it is more like an Aronofsky film. Than... <laughs> I don't know what the general feeling is on Avatar, and I don't want to bash years and years of hype, but I'm not going to dish out $10 to go see Fern Gully meets Rambo. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, <laughs> I already have my ticket for the IMAX this this week. <laughs> oh, oh man. Wow. of course yes. you do. Yes, uh, my friend Matt bought it, texted me, said, hey, I got you a ticket. I was like, sweet. So nice. I will be seeing it uh, Thursday, and probably sure. Thursday evening, yes, and probably reporting it on the uh, the next CouchCast. So, uh, nice. I'm, I'm your Huckleberry. I feel I'll as... I'll be your, your uh, guinea pig here. A member of the nerd podcast community that I, I feel obliged to see, see Avatar. I agree. And uh, I, agree. I, I at least have the uh, caveat that so far, Cameron has done me no wrong in the sci-fi world. Now, there is a press blackout on the film right now. Okay. So they're not able to specifically talk about the film, but the couple of mini-reviews, I guess the best way to put them, that I've read so far said that uh, it's a decent story. Okay. The 3D is not overwhelmingly in your face. It's subtle and works. Okay. You gotta wear glasses. Well, yeah. You do have to wear the glasses. Oh, man. But um, but <laughs> what else than, are they going to do? And the the only other thing they've said <laughs> I don't know Muppets is that it does not see it it flows well, so it doesn't feel like you've been wearing the glasses for two and a half hours. So those are positive <sighs> things that I've read about it so far. Barry Beowulf and the glasses. Man, I don't know. D- d- what bothered you about Beowulf and glasses? Wearing glasses. Wearing those you're, freaking glasses. You're afraid your nerdum was showing through. No, my hello. <laughs> my nerddom shines like a nuclear explosion, but um, so you should be worried about this. Odd it's not the sense. I just it's not the fashion. It's the it's fucking, the comfort. It's he the comfort, like it. and he's looking at this movie through these glasses. Yeah, a little bit. It screws with your eyes a little bit. I don't know. The ones that I, I it bugs. the last time I went to the 3D IMAX uh, were actually fairly comfortable and not. You know, they, they were good 3D glasses though. So when they, they I went the to cheap ones. Bolt. Oh god! <laughs> you probably had Bolt cheap was ones. amazing in 3D. It was an amazing movie, but the 3D was great. Great. I don't know. Maybe I'm still thinking of 3D, like the creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D. You're thinking of this this blue, the red, and white no, it's thing. Not that. And the, no, it's, I I know, I know. I saw Beowulf, and in, 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 it, it was a good movie, and it was fun, but the 3D really wasn't necessary. Right, but now they're making. I mean, Avatar was made with 3D in mind from the yeah. from Inception. So it's so when I get it, so much that the first that's the first Xbox PS3 game that actually has incorporated 3D technology in the game itself. If so you, what happens if when you have I, a 3D ready TV? The Avatar video game is in 3D. What happens when I buy a DVD of Avatar? I can download it on Netflix. It's not going to be the same. Well, like I said, it's you know, yeah. yeah, I can't argue yeah. that. Thank it was, you. It That's why it's a movie the you see in the theater. Okay, so it's a theater experience, and then when it comes to DVD, it's just going to be kind of half-assed. And who, you can bet knows? that once the 120 hertz TV start massing the market in 2015, that Avatar is the Dude, they're almost all 120 hertz right. Now. It, but that will yeah. be the flag waiver when it uh, when it comes home. Uh, and one last thing, Sam Shed gives me a lots of stuff to talk about, but the thing that stands out here is Twilight Moms. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about Twilight about Moms. Twilight Moms in this uh, world? Yeah, I think it's, it's we, we're glad they exist. Jeff's bothering me because I uh, I'm messing with the uh, cord of my microphone. That's why they keep getting ruined. That's why Break I buy three new ones. That's why we can't have nice things. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, anyway, what about the Twilight Moms? Well, nothing. He just says he mentions them. I think he's thinking about them. Uh, it, 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 the Twilight no, Moms the ones... are glorious. We're glad you're into 
pre eighteen year olds. Why can't they have like Twilight dads or Twilight older perverts who are into Bella? That's because that would be wrong. See, oh. that's bullshit. I think well, the the older men that are really into Twilight are into Edward. I think you're right. I think they're all Team Edward. I will say uh, while we while we are and since we are already talking about Twilight again, um, we touched we touched on this last week. The young lady that was uh, um, arrested and uh, charged with bootlegging. Oh yeah, uh, she was released and they dropped all charges against her. So. Um, was it because of internet backlash? No, I like to think that we... The word from the studio... Uh, we word from the studio, the studio, the director, and um, the, uh, we told the theater chain is that they are responsible to, to pass on anyone that is a potential bootlegger to the authorities regardless of the situation, and it is up to the authorities to decide whether they're going to press charges or not. In this case, the DA chose not to press charges. So, so I the mean, theater ends up looking like a the, jackass yes. no matter what. Yeah, I mean, nice. they're, they're, it's like we said last week. They're covering their ass. Yeah. They don't want the studio pulling their ability to rent prints, and they don't want to have uh, directors going, oh, well, you allowed somebody to bootleg my film, you don't want the studios saying the same thing, and they want to be able to continue to rent prints. So that's what it comes down to. And in this case, fortunately, the DA did make the right decision and not prosecute and dropped all the charges. So. I'm going to change my position from last week and okay. say that I support the theater in prosecuting this girl <laughs> because anyone who watches New Moon should be jailed. <laughs> And that's it for the Couchcast. If you got something to add, write to us. Comments at OtherCouchShow.com or just uh, send us a little note in the comments section. It's much easier, and it's much easier for me to respond to. So, till then, I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlog. 80s Jeff. The Incredible Shrinking Manhood. And we will talk to you next week in Geek. Bye. Bye, folks. Bye. Bye. Shut up. Bye. Yes. Bye. I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you.